Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. When someone um, has a problem in life, the very first place they should think of going with it is the church. But sadly, I think for most people, they're going to dismiss that pretty quickly because they look at their church and they think, well, my church, they've got great programs for kids and um, they do a great job on Sunday, on weekends, uh, but I don't even know who I go to with Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, right. What is a pathway that's even there? Those are the words of Five Stone Media's Lee Bailey Sealer as he shares about his recovery from an addiction that shook the ground from under his business and his family. This is Life Support. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was a golden boy. All we can do right now is come together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. Welcome to Life Support, hosted by Pastor Paul Johnson from Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota, a trauma survivor himself. My name is Steve Johnson, director of Five Stone Media, a co-sponsor of this program, and our goal is to use story to bring hope and healing. And now let's join the conversation between Lee Bailey Sealer and Pastor Paul. Hey, so glad you're with us on Life Support, and we love doing this podcast because we're telling stories, and we're telling stories about those that have come out of suffering and trauma and have found hope in Jesus Christ and reconciliation and redemption. So we hope that you find that same joy and hope in your own life today. I have a very special guest with us. His name is Lee Bailey Sealers. He's the operations director for one of our great partners here, FiveStoneMedia.com, or FiveStoneMedia, rather, and their website is FiveStoneMedia.com, where you can watch a video of this very podcast. And Five Stone is a company that has a very unique mission. And Lee's been telling us, he was here last time, and and Lee, thanks again for being here. And you were discussing your own story of coming out of alcoholism and and God redeeming you through various people in the church that just did their thing, and you were able Mm -hmm. to, to find traction that way. But we also talked about how important it is for people to be willing to tell their own stories and to hear stories. So what does hearing stories do for someone that's struggling? How does that help people? Well, it, it it helps them. So many people who are struggling, whatever it is, addiction, mental health issues, uh, uh, issues with their kids, whatever it is, marriage issues, they think they're alone. They think this doesn't happen to other people in their church. Their friends don't do this. This is not a normal thing. And when someone's willing to share their story openly, um, it is, you know, testimony is a big, big sort of a churchy word. But when someone shares their experience of struggle and redemption, uh, what Christ did in their life, when someone's willing to share that, other people hear that, and you never know who's going to hear. It's really interesting. You just don't know who needs to hear those stories. So it's really important if you have, and almost everyone has something, uh, one of the things I run into with a small group in the past, one of our small group discussions was about story. And a lot of people in our group said, well, I don't have any sort of story in my background that, you know, I don't have any kind of struggle that, that I think of. But there is something in your experience that you can share with someone else 
and maybe it's a, just one small decision that you had to make and how you did that and how you prayed about that and how, how you weighed that against Scripture. Um, it, it could be just some small daily life thing like that mm-hmm. that someone needs to hear how to do because they don't know how to do it. Yeah, that's really good. And sometimes, you know, we, we, we go to these conferences and we hear these stories of, you know, I was a hell's angel living in a garbage can and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. And and we, we almost look down or, you know, kind of ignore the Christian who, who just has walked with God and doesn't have those, you know, horrible stories. And, and there's much to be learned right. from a person who has walked consistently with God. Those stories are just as important as, right. the, as the one who is being redeemed off the street. Right. All the people who are out there in the alleys and, and drug addicts and, and whoever who are struggling— they would give a lot to have a very boring life, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> what looks like a boring life. Mm-hmm. You know, an obedient life, a uh, life of prayer and strong relationships and, and, and church and Scripture and uh, listening to God. and um, Those sort of things that a lot of Christians take for granted and who look at their own life and they think, you know, my life's boring. Um, your life is exactly lived out according to God's plan. How could that be boring? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who would who would love a life like that. So share that. I mean, just go out and share. Um, here's what I do to stay spiritually strong. Here's how I grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. This is what I do every Wednesday or whatever. Just share. Whatever. These are the people yeah, that have right. helped me in. Right. Exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah. And so you have done a lot of research in preparing to help churches deal with people that have been in trauma and coming out of trauma and. Yeah, that kind of thing. What have you learned about how well churches are equipped to deal with people who are struggling, yeah. people who are suffering, yeah. people who are in trauma? It's hard. Uh, I have so many friends who work in ministry, pastors and, and other people who work in, in church ministry, and it's such hard work. It really is a lot of, of, um, of relationship work. And I understand that it's it's a dedication and a commitment, and it's a calling. Um, and as they say, God God calls you to do something, and calling doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. God's call is permanent. And so um, I think that um, – I uh, sort of lost my train of thought, but um, I think that um, it's difficult for ministry leaders to try to address uh, – trauma issues, mental health issues, whatever it is, for several reasons. One, they're too busy. Um, and so uh, and in that case, oftentimes senior leaders and, and other leaders in the church try to do too much themselves. And when someone comes into church on Sunday morning and says, um, I just I need to talk to someone. Last night my son said he's been thinking of killing himself. That's a very, very big deal, and you're not going to just turn that over to anyone. That's right. But there are a lot of things that can be turned over to other people if those people are equipped. And so I think one of the problems in the church is that we are not equipping the saints to do the work of being the church. Um, When someone— has a problem in life, the very first per- place they should think of going with it is the church. But sadly, I think for most people, 
they're going to dismiss that pretty quickly because they look at their church and they think, well, my church, they've got great programs for kids and um, they do a great job on Sunday, on weekends, uh, but I don't even know who I go to with Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, right. What is a pathway that's even there? We'll be back to the conversation with Lee Bailey Sealer in just a moment. You know, Pastor Paul is hosting this program from a unique perspective. After losing his first wife to cancer, he then experienced the homicide of his young adult son, Taylor. And that's what life support really is all about, survivors in discussion with survivors. My name is Steve Johnson, Executive Director of Five Stone Media, and we are so pleased to be a co-sponsor of this program. For more about our work, log on to www.lifesupportresources.org. And now, back to Five Stone Media's own Lee Bailey Sealer with Pastor Paul. So just to just simply to identify that pathway, who is the person that's responsible and then put them up front on a weekend and say, hey, if you ever have a problem with this, here's what you do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be there for you. We might not have all the answers, but, but we're willing to support you in whatever way we can. Um, just opening the door a little bit like that, it could save someone's life. Yeah, and I know you're committed to doing that. And through life support curriculum, and you, this is relatively new, yeah. um, and but it's really important. Tell me about it and what you hope to accomplish by what you're doing to support the local church. Yeah, so th- we really believe strongly that well, f- we have a mission uh, at Five Stone Media to use story to bring hope and healing to people in need of change, and uh, story is is really really significant in our work. Uh, most of our work happens through video. Uh, for instance, there's a video version of this podcast uh, that we put out on our site uh, on the Life Support YouTube channel. Uh, but we use story and oftentimes really small pieces of story, two minutes long, three minutes long, to introduce a topic that um, someone is struggling with um, through real-life stories, through shared experience stories. So we'll have someone like myself or, or – hundreds of other people who might tell their story about abuse or addiction or suicidal thoughts or or sudden loss in their family or whatever it is, uh, anxiety, depression, uh, all these things. And, and they'll tell us, or, and we provide those type of video resources to the local church as a way for them to open the door with people, as a way to start discussions. And then we, we provide discussion guides that go along with those application guides. Uh, we also have small group curriculum. So we equip small groups to talk about how do we talk about mental health issues? How do we talk about a sudden loss of a child? So what we want to do is we want to prepare the body of the church to be able to come alongside people who are struggling with something. And and we understand that not everybody knows how to talk to someone about addiction. Mm-hmm. Not everybody knows how to talk to someone about s- suicide uh, or, or even grief. Um, but everyone can be equipped, and it doesn't take that much work uh, to know how to talk to someone about this, just not as a counselor, not not as a preacher, not not as an expert theologian, but just as a friend mm-hmm. in Christian community. How do I sit next to someone and just be there for them when they're going through something really hard? 
so those are the kind of resources that we provide. And this radio show, this podcast, is, is one of those resources, too, that helps equip people. Mm-hmm. People can listen to this. They hear people's stories. They hear experiences that they might not be familiar with. But now when they, when they hear about it from someone else, when someone comes to them for help, uh, at least they've heard about it in the past. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, in, in each person's story, there's something that you can connect with. And uh, recently I was doing morning devotions and uh, Crossway, uh, a publishing company, offers mm-hmm. short videos as part of the ESV Bible app. And I just clicked on the suffering devotional and there was an author there and he was talking about suffering and I'm kind of half tuned in and half tuned out. And then he said, and I really struggle with my disability. Hmm. And I realized that, okay, now I'm starting to get interested. Hmm. He said, um, I struggle with not being able to lift my kids. I struggle with my arms hurt so bad some days that I, it, my mind is numb. And he went on and on. Mm-hmm. And, then he, and then he started relating it to Jesus you know, and how he takes hope in Jesus. Now I'm really interested. And then he said, and because of this, I really struggle with depression. And and for, if you're struggling with depression, and then he went on, and now I'm totally sold out. I I, I ordered the guy's book yeah. because his story connected. I'm not disabled like that. Mm-hmm. I don't have those experiences. But that one word, depression, mm-hmm. that's what that's where I went. Yeah, okay, now you have me. Right. And that's what the power of story. Yeah. And, and that's sort of the centerpiece of all the resources that we provide and. And we've got a library for churches that we we uh, put out there, uh, lifesupportresources.org uh, is one of our websites. And that's the library of all the resources. And whether it's videos, small group curriculums, webinars, uh, conferences, uh, we have a, a journal, the Life Support Journal, that is mental health workers, uh, uh, professionals writing to the church. All of that is based around stories so that, like you say, Someday, someone can hear something familiar Mm -hmm. and strike a chord with their own struggle. And as I said, we're not trying to be experts, and we're not trying to create experts. But what we're trying to do is to find a way that people can apply the work of the church and Christ, Scripture, into these everyday struggles that people have. Because people think that this is rare People think that it's odd that people have struggles and it doesn't belong in church. But every pew of every church yeah. has someone sitting there with problems. That's 100% right. And we have, in some corners of our modern church, we have put aside the idea of inherited sin and depravity and the fall and the things that make this world broken. And so we want to believe that the world is somehow going to be better than it really is but we are in a broken world which means every single person is broken and so there's always something going on and um and that doesn't mean we have to get morose and that doesn't mean we have to be up you know talking about how terrible things are but what it is is an acknowledgement that my stuff can help somebody else and their stuff i should not judge them because i got my stuff right and judgment is what, you know, you're talking about people coming to the church and then not feeling like they belong and then they're out of there. I think what they're feeling is judgment because people aren't in touch with their own sin. Right. So how dare you? Yeah. You, you don't belong here. Yeah. And I love that you're talking about about the people, the reaction of people, 
of of the church. The church is the people. Um, I think that in in the, in America, at least um, these days, we tend to rely on church leadership to make church happen, mm-hmm. um, and church should happen through the body of the church more than it happens through church leadership. And I think one of the issues that we struggle with in the United States, in modern America, is that this this idea of loving others. What does that mean to love others? Um, growing up, to me, love is an emotion. Mm-hmm. And so love, when I'm, when I'm supposed to love someone else, that I think of as something that happens inside of me. I feel it in here, maybe in my head, or but probably in my heart. Oh, yeah, I love them. <laughs> But loving people can't stop at the heart or the head. L- loving people has to be seen. And to love someone means to interact with them and be active with them. And so if you see someone who's struggling with, with um, depression, loneliness, grief, whatever it is, you can love them from here until kingdom come. And if, if you don't tell them, anything if you don't help them in some practical way if you're not there just to say hey i understand i feel for you i really do and i'm so sorry you're going through this that's what love needs to look like at the very least yeah can't be something that's just inside and sometimes it begins by just giving someone five minutes on a sunday morning and just making eye contact and not be looking around Just, just just you know tune in listen and then revisit that at some point. You know, people, when I come up to them a couple of weeks later, if they share something that's happening in their lives, they're stunned that I remembered. Yeah. And then they feel love. That's, they feel like, wow, you do care. Well, isn't it sad that they're stunned? I know. It should be the, the normal thing. But again, happens. we're living in a broken world, and right. the church reflects that right. brokenness because we're all broken. Right. But, um, and, 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 and pastors, you can teach you can, you can teach brokenness, and you can free your church to be broken yeah. because you've got to get back to the theology of sin and the, the effect that sin has on us and that the only hope is redemption through Christ, but that we're all in process. Then you free your people up yeah. to come out and say, yeah, I'm yeah. broken too. And I know you do that really well. Um, I know there are... Well, there Ridgewood are, Church are, is the perfect church. Yeah, it is. I, yeah. Definitely. We've, we've, we've established that. Um, I should attend here sometime. I think you, you should. Uh, <laughs> but, and there are a lot of church leaders who do, who sure. do this well. Uh, but there, I know there are a lot of church leaders, uh, pastors, who are afraid to do this. Um, because um, to be vulnerable, I, boy, I read something great uh, from John Townsend just this morning. Is our the, our capacity to be loved is equivalent to our capacity to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And um, so, church leaders, uh, if you want to be loved and you want a church that loves, mm-hmm. man, you got to encourage vulnerability. Yeah, and you got and you have to exhibit it. And uh, you know, I'm here's I'm like a lot of people where I can exhibit vulnerability, but I'm only going to let you this close. <laughs> I know the line where I'm mm-hmm. comfortable and where God challenges me is, no, let them let them call, come all the way in mm. because are you okay with them seeing what's in really in your heart and are you okay with them getting close enough to you where they can say to you, you, you know, you need to change that. Mm. You need to work on that. Well, I love you and that's why I'm telling mm. you this. 
But here's the problem pastors have too, Lee, is they've got boards. Mm-hmm. They sit under boards. Right. And boards um, are normally well-meaning people who don't work their 40 hours a week, who come in for a once-month meeting or something. Mm-hmm. They're looking at finances. They're looking at, is the church growing? Mm-hmm. They're looking at all the exterior kind of markers. Mm-hmm. Pastors are under a lot of pressure to meet those guidelines. Mm-hmm. And so... The idea of being vulnerable is terribly frightening because you may not even trust your board. <laughs> so I, I would encourage you guys to teach boards yeah. how well, to free up pastors. Yeah, boards need to boards do need some education too and equipping to understand that they're they're not just part of the business structure of a church. No. They're part of the ministry. They're spiritual the leaders. They're spiritual leaders, yeah. and 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 they need to cr- set a tone for what's going to happen in the church. And one of, part of the problem is all this stuff that you're talking about. Uh, pastoral vulnerability and the the, the guardrails that people put up, boards or pastors or whoever it yeah. is, we tend to want to define how God is going to do his work. And so we say, no, okay, I have my own spiritual counselors who I'm going to, that's who's going to help me. When God might just want to use Bob who shows up on Sunday morning to help you. Yeah, that's um, right. So mm-hmm. it's real easy for us to get in God's way, I think. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of pastors who share similar experiences. I've been fortunate. You know, I, I've worked in churches where there's been, you know, kind people and, and gracious leaders, but I know a lot of pastors that struggle. So how how can a church, uh, we have about uh, two or three minutes here, how can a church access life support? Um, and how does it become available to help educate about right. these kinds of issues? Well, a couple things. First of all, uh, lifesupportresources.org. Uh, any church, church leader, uh, parachurch organization, mental health professional can go there and benefit by some of the free resources that we have available just to anyone. Um, you can also, churches can uh, join a monthly or annual membership. Uh, we know there are a lot of uh, underfunded churches out there, so so we're taking some steps to do some fundraising around uh, helping underfunded churches have access to these kinds of resources. And... Um, it, just people who are involved in ministry, if you're listening to this and you know a church that w- that could use this kind of help, um, just pass it along to them. Uh, I can be emailed at lee at fivestonemedia.com. And um, I, th- I think that we're uh, continuing to populate this library ongoing. So it's not stuff that gets old. We'll load up uh, maybe 10 or 12 new resources every month to the site. There are over 100 now on there. Um, And so um, we want to equip where churches need equipping. And so if there are things that churches specifically need, we'd love to hear from them in that regard too so we can create something that would be helpful for them. For instance, we have not dipped our toe into helping to equip boards specifically and that's something we could look at doing in the future. Yeah, and I here's what I really like about what you're doing is you use not only experts, you use ordinary people mm-hmm. and their stories, and their stories are heartbreaking, mm-hmm. compelling, real, raw, and they're amazing. And these people that are willing to tell their stories, um, are, are that's going to inspire you, right. if nothing else. And I appreciate that. The world is full of broken people, and so there are some really helpful broken stories out there that we can tell. Yeah. So, again, give me the the website address and where they can get in touch with you. So lifesupportresources.org. 
and our contact avail- is available on there also. But just Lee at FiveStoneMedia.com. Okay. Thanks for being with us, Lee. I appreciate it so much. You're welcome. It's thanks, great to thanks see you. Thanks for the time, Paul. Yeah. And I want to encourage you, too, that as you're mulling through some of the things that we've been talking about and as you're kind of trying to figure out what might be your role in in helping others or even reaching out and asking for help, I just want to read Psalm 82, 3 and 4, because this is such a good kind of a cry for action. It, the Bible tells us to give justice to the poor and the orphan, uphold the rights of the oppressed and the destitute, rescue the poor and helpless, deliver them from the grasp of evil people. And if there ever was a time in our history that that's a rallying cry, it's now. And so we do need to get equipped. We need to know how to help people who are coming out of devastating circumstances and are in situations where they don't know where to go for help. So that's why this is so very important. And I also want to know that there are people out there that want to help you. And if you reach out, then there are believers who are waiting to step into your life because God is calling them to do that. So take hope. God is with you. And I'm so glad that you joined us on Life Support. If you're new to our program, you know you want to know that we want you to find a deeper relationship with Jesus through suffering and trauma. We've got some great partners. We've talked about Five Stone Media at fivestonemedia.com. That's the video version of this podcast. On the on the audio side, you can go to myfaithradio.com and it lives there and you can also listen live. And at Ridgewood Church, myrwc.org slash life support. You can follow me on Twitter at Pastor Paul J. And we'll look forward to seeing you there as well. So glad that you found us. Thanks again. And we'll catch you next time right here on Life Support. Thanks for listening to this Life Support podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Life Support, subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of Life Support.